Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Medical Mindset Coach Podcast. I am your host, Star Frudenberg, and I'm quite excited uh, to sort of serve you today's episode because I'm going on the lines of, hmm, this is a little bit controversial. Uh, hmm. So let me preface you already and get you interested and piqued for what is about to await. <laughs> um, maybe I'm even overrating, I don't know. But it is quite controversial on the serious note is, you know, we're talking about spirits, we're talking about the paranormal, and we're talking about a subject that I found out from my dear friend who I met a few years ago at Aerial Skills. Um that in the UK and obviously across the world as well, but definitely not in South Africa in the time that I was around, is that you can study psychology, become a postgraduate and then specialize in a field of paranormal psychology. So I thought when I heard her say that, I was like, this is incredible and more people need to know about it. And also know it's not maybe just something in the movies, but something legitimate that people may study or find interesting um, and more so you can actually make a career out of it so you know a real life ghostbuster <laughs> so to speak um, and I just thought it'd be quite a fascinating opportunity to bring her on and almost share her experiences because she's quite a uh, or raised to be quite a scientific minded individual you know who's very logical in her thoughts her processes and understanding um, and has obviously interviewed and met quite a few people who've encountered or experienced some very different experiences or unique experiences might be the better way to phrase it, um, you know, and hopefully get her to share those stories. Um, and always, uh, like anything in life, you may dream or have a plan on how an interview may go or how anything may go and sometimes when the actual event happens the path seems to go ever so differently um, and even so organically uh, and what has seemed to come out of this conversation was actually I ended up but I say divulging or sharing because it's not a secret I do share uh, my personal experiences with people uh, and maybe this is just a really wonderful opportunity for you to get to know me more in ways that I don't usually typically share unless um, someone reciprocates an experience and then I can say okay yes I understand what you're going through because I have been through x y and z um, and obviously from today's episode that you're about to hear it was almost bringing it was almost a wonderful experience for me to sort of bring up uh, memories that I was like oh, yeah that's why that's why I believe this or that's why I got into this or this is why I am the way that I am simply because of the experiences that have shaped me since I was a child um, and obviously some very unique and interesting experiences that have happened to me like um, near-death experiences or um, or some very interesting scandals you know from my mum but you'll hear that later in the episode so it is quite a long episode but uh, I'd like to say very engaging and interesting. So, of course, you, you know, can obviously listen to it, take a pause and come back to it at any other time. And if you have some experiences that you may want to share or 
some experiences that I might have shared you might resonate with, etc., um, then yes, of course, please, please do share and communicate just like you always do, because I'm very open and excited to hearing about what people go through, you know, outside of myself. But what was very, very interesting is that my microphone, uh, I guess when I started to speak about my father, who has passed away when I was 17, um, the microphone just stopped. And in hindsight now, I'm like, hmm, maybe that means I wasn't supposed to say anything. But we sort of did, I just sort of thought, okay, we'll just carry on with the conversation and go with it. So if you do struggle to hear and understand me, maybe turn up your volume or make sure you get earphones in or headphones in um, to obviously help. But of course, the guest, you can, Jennifer Louise, you can definitely distinctively hear her. Um, so, of course, uh, like in anything in life, technical difficulties always seem to come into action and play. And this was something I didn't know how to um, adjust in the moment that we incurred the experience so yes so you'll definitely hear a, a shift in my voice speaking so um don't worry it's not you <laughs> it's me so I hope you enjoy I hope you are fascinated I hope your mind um I would even say is challenged or broadened and I think it's really really important because I think why I'm quite maybe at the level that I am, you know, whether it's a big level or not, but compared to the average person who's coming into work with law of attraction, law of manifestation, um, power of intention, these kind of three main themes is in my philosophy and belief system, you need to be open um, and not just open to one or two things, just in general, your mind needs to be open. Your mind needs to be broadened. Your mind doesn't need to be closed off or shut down. Maybe you might not believe in it, but don't be closed off to it. Just go, yeah, okay, I understand that there are people out there, but it's not really my cup of tea. Because the more you uh, shut down your mind or your belief systems, you almost are shutting off avenues or pathways, is an even better word, um, to welcoming or manifesting something into your life. Um you know, in whatever way, shape or form. And sort of my golden nugget today is just to maybe encourage you to think, okay, maybe you're not open to it, but don't shut yourself down to it. Because if there are many, many, many people out there who are speaking about a similar experience that have no um, affiliations or connections to each other and whatsoever, that it's almost abnormal to know that people can share the same experience there might be something to it and maybe that all I can encourage is just to say, hmm, what if, hmm, maybe, hmm, I wonder how my life would be different if I thought differently. Um, and it's all coming and boiling down to the power of your mindset, right? <laughs> With my deep, deep breathing. Anyway, <laughs> so I uh, invite you to enjoy uh, and again, just let me know if you have any interesting ideas, thoughts or experiences or even someone you know. And almost this is quite um, a personal um, podcast because, yeah, I do I do share a lot of personal detail and just sort of almost encouraging uh, vulnerability and authenticity of like minded individuals to share their story Um and I'm not afraid to share mine, even though it is not something easily shared. So, yeah. 
Anyway, that's all I have to say for today. So enjoy. And I'll catch up with you guys on the next episode. I've got quite a few people that I'm interviewing at the moment. So I'm not sure what I'll feel guided to share first. So I won't let you know. And I hope you have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll catch up with you guys soon. Lots of love. Bye. Well, I haven't studied it for a long time. So it's just an interest. I mean, this is this is literally what fascinates me. So I need to relay this. So in South Africa, I mean, I, I have to give you some context. Okay. So South Africa in my day are non-believers. They think like the esoteric, the spiritual is all like weird voodoo. Mm. I'm going to say voodoo. Um, and <laughs> sugar, honey, ice and tea. Um, and we have what we call witch doctors back at Musangomas, so which are African people. So obviously we're white people living in Africa, but it's not our home original place of you know of origin. Mm. And so when you're sort of a person who's interested in this kind of stuff, you're getting put into the category of witch doctors. And witch doctors started getting a really, really bad rep. Um, because in the newspapers there'd often be um articles published about uh sangomas witch doctors uh stealing babies stealing babies and chopping them up into For pieces no like is- no this is legit legit practice um because they use the body parts to um make medicine but yeah. literally literally like i know this sounds crazy but this is the truth so they call it medicine they call it muti in our country um so anyway so there's a this kind of bubble or negative um, attention that's been put onto the subject. So when you say like, oh, I'm into spiritual practice mm-hmm. or, you know, psychic stuff or whatever, they'll be like, boom, and just think of you, of just have that association. Yeah. And they just just think of you as really, really it's strange. It's a shame as well. It's very yeah. judgy and jumping to conclusions and all of that. That's what I think. But so like my dad, so my dad, um, was basically from his youth was a non-believer but what was I That's saying fine. before I got really talking about voodoo doctors and uh-huh. the fact that you get a bad rep for believe or even talking about paranormal okay. stuff yeah. <clears throat> okay wait this is very interesting so my dad okay he was a very old father he had me in his 50s oh um he said most of his life he was a non-believer in spirituality and ghosts and all that thing. And apparently on my parents' honeymoon, they went to Mexico and they were on this boat. And there was this, like, again, I'm going to say a witch doctor equivalent in Mexico, shaman healer. On the boat? Apparently on the side of the boat. And he was just shouting at my dad, like, oh, oh. So he was obviously like, what the <laughs> hell is this guy saying? I'm yeah. very scared. Um and I mean, this is where we're going, but this is how the reality of the, this works. But basically, the guy said that my dad was a reincarnation of Louis the Seventeenth, Marie Antoinette. Okay. okay. Everyone knows the French Revolution, <laughs> Marie Antoinette, or the expression like "let them eat cake," that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then from that day, it obviously freaked him out. So he started, and he was a historian as well. So he started getting into research about all of this sort of history. Um, and then he sort of got caught up in this, I'm going to say, conspiracy theory that um, when the French Revolution happened, 
the son of Marie Antoinette didn't actually get killed um, as history portrays it. Mm. But actually he ended up escaping and then went and escaped to Scotland and became a Lord Crawford. And it's, it's out of there. But then basically my dad started going on this conspiracy theory that he needs to uncover the truth about who he is and mm-hmm. who he became just as a... a so did he believe this yeah, witch yeah. doctor then? Yeah. After not believing all yeah. of his life? Yeah, basically. Then when he turned 50 plus... Someone shouted at him from the side. Of I'm gonna say this. <laughs> Maybe he needed this. <laughs> so, like, it really got him quite stimulated mm. intellectually. Because he, my dad, like I said to you earlier, was a plastic surgeon. He was a very intelligent man. He could play mm. instruments. He read a lot. Always like doing something to stimulate his yeah. brain. Very talented individual. So this is um, something completely different that he's never looked into, I guess, before and no, no, something but, exciting, whether he believed it or not. Yeah, but this is, this is what I was told when I was a child. And obviously growing up with it, I was exposed to it quite a bit. But um, his whole, um, almost like a purpose he had, which he never ended up completing, was that he wanted to make sure that he could discover who that this Louis the Seventeenth was, mm. get his bones, and get them back to the royal French graveyard, um, so that okay. his may rest with his family, mm. which is quite cute in a way. And he wrote books about it. But basically, what he kept doing was he kept going to psychics um, and clairvoyants mm. to uncover more information. And then, throughout his research and archaeology kind of discoveries, he would find like artifacts, and he would take it to these psychics and clairvoyants to you know, pick up energy from mm. it. It's called psychometry where you can touch the object and then you get visions and all mm. of that. Um, psychometry. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I discovered that word recently. <laughs> like, I see it in the movies. What the hell is that thing called? Um, and, yeah, basically then he used to, I'm going to say the word play with spirits. He used to, like, try call upon them and do all that stuff. And I think... Wow, he, so he really converted, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on. He had a shrine for Marie Antoinette as well. Wow. Like, he dedicate, like, because apparently she loved um, white uh, white uh, peace lilies, so he would always have them, like, every mm. new flowers, always lights a candle, that kind of thing. So I think he always brought that energy in. And now, obviously, 100 years later, I realised I'm quite a sensitive individual myself, mm. having experienced encounters, um, you know, when I was young, but I didn't know about it back then, like, when I'd be at home alone, I'd hear voices calling my name and I'd think, like, oh, is my mom home? I don't know. You know, like, that was scary. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, and then only in 2019, so obviously bearing in mind I'm like now an adult, then my mom admit that she was also with gifts and abilities. So she's sensitive as well. She used to have this gift. I mean, it's not the best one to have. Um but she could tell when someone was about to die so she said she used to hear a certain particular sound that's Mm. not a normal sound that you can hear like a certain knocking or something I forget now Um, and she said that when she heard that sound she knew in a matter of days someone around her would die and it didn't need to be a loved one per se Mm. she just knew and so um, when she immigrated here and she was working in Oxford as a carer, 
she just knew when the time was coming. And almost like as a, a sick joke, she'd be like, I know when to start looking for a new job, you know. That's really, I've never heard of that before, actually. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's quite, quite, I'm going to say freaky deaky. Um, yeah, so she'd obviously had that happen before and then had it verified because the person had yes. died. So yes. for her to believe that, yes. she must have seen it a few times. Yeah, and then eventually she could, she said, for example, I mean, this is a crazy example, but it, it was like it confirmed or validated that this is real, mm. is that um, when I started dating an ex of mine in 2017, she said to me, um, you know, whether you're going to believe this or not, but your father visited me last night and he told me some information about your partner, um, so you should stop seeing him. I'm not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> what, but, okay. Uh, but... So your, fa- your father came to her in a dream, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, dream or a vision or state, but she basically said that she was lying in bed and it was like that she lifted the cover and then came next to her and started okay. discussing with her. Um, so I was like, I know this guy. This is, like, literally impossible. Like, it's not possible. Anyway, so I just ignored it. Mm. Um, we dated for, like, three years or so, so... Then, I don't know, just call it like a year down the line. She's like, I'm really sorry, but your dad's come back and he's still relaying the exact same message. Mm. You need to, like, get on this because this information would result you not being in a relationship. And I was like, this is so weird. But, you know, like, should I go for it? Should I try? And then he came back from, like, a holistic healing course where he just looked like his vibration was on the next level. He looked like he was at peace with life, you know, sort of like a guru. Your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing could bother him. It was like, maybe this is the time we should ask this information. Okay. So this involved you telling him something or asking him something. Okay. Um, And then I actually did. Mm. And then it was as if he saw a ghost. He was like, "How, how would you know that? Like... How would you know that? And I was like, oh, my God. What? Oh, star, I really want to know what this is. <laughs> I'll, I'll the camera. It's like, it was just so shocking. And then I was like, because you see all the movies and, you, I mean, it freaks me out because I don't want to know, like, if there's a poltergeist or a ghost or something coming. And then I think, like, this is, like, real now. You know, starting to get real-life experiences and, I've had some very yeah. interesting experiences that when I've done um, ayahuasca and plant medicines, it's not everyone's experience, but some of my experiences are I get taken back into my past mm. and I get to almost be in a, a 3D um, third-party viewer. That sounds amazing. Watching my experience. If it's good experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's very enlightening experiences because mm. obviously for whatever reason, the medicine, the teacher is Brings trying to show out. you, you know, you need yeah. to understand what happened here. So usually this could be as a result of a trauma, but then when you're in like the third party view, you're watching who you were with a lack of understanding, intelligence or emotional intelligence. And then equally, mm. you're watching the person who inflicted the trauma or perceived to have inflicted the trauma. But then you start to get information about, oh, this is what happened. This is why they said it this way. You know, this is what they were going through. And then all of a sudden, you start to go, oh, it wasn't actually how I thought it was. Yeah, it was and how you experienced it. Yeah. 
And then you start to go, okay, I must maybe forgive this person, mm -hmm. not maybe, like, you know, then you start to develop compassion and you think, okay, no, I should, um, I should forgive. And then you start to almost unwind uh, these blockages. And then, so that's like a healing thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite cool. So then, yeah, I, it sounds it. Yeah. I and we can, <laughs> yeah, we always often misinterpret things because we always come at a situation from, our own lives and experiences and what we're feeling and emotions can lie to us <laughs> and make us think things that aren't real. And, um, yeah, especially I find when I understand why someone has done something or said something definitely helps me to, to feel better. Um, but forgiveness ultimately is about you. It's not about actually the person that's done something is it? It's about, it's about freeing yourself. Yeah. And some people don't who can't forgive, they don't understand that. They think that to forgive someone is you letting them off the hook and saying that it's okay that they did the thing. But um yeah, it's to free you. Yes. Personally. I remember that saying it's like you need to accept the apology from that person that you'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I said it the right way, but basically they'll never apologize, but you need to perceive that they have so you can never you can move on. You. Yeah. And you can heal. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's a multi-layered cupcake, that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And obviously there's, yeah, just depends on the trauma or whatever. But it does sound like you've had lots of um, ex paranormal experiences then Yeah. to so. draw from. So did you start off um, from birth not believing then? Or because of your father, did you, did you always believe in paranormal things and that there was something else? Well, the thing is, I've always been open, as this is like we were saying earlier, like it's a personality thing or a nature thing or, you know, an incarnation thing, because it's part of my purpose is to work with this kind of stuff. Mm. So I've always just naturally seen it. And when I watched movies, I mean, my, my brother and I used to watch the movies that are like age 16, 18, like you shouldn't watch these horror mm. movies or films or, you know. And whenever I watched them, I was like, I'm really scared because I believe this is true. And then everyone's yeah, like, that, that makes it, that would make it much more terrifying. Yeah, so now I've traumatized <laughs> myself. Um, and then I met a lot of spiritual people now many years later that say you should never watch those kind of films because actually you start to attract those kind of things into your. Well, that's really scary as well. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Do you believe that though? Because. Um, Yes. Exactly. So, do you try and avoid horror movies now? Yes. Because that's the fear. Whenever, because I didn't believe in that stuff, but then I would watch a horror movie about poltergeists or something, and even though I knew what I knew or what I thought I knew, after the movies, I mean, they're they're terrifying. And then I'd go out, and then I'd be wondering that if I turn the light on, am I going to see a room full of blood or am I going to look in the mirror and see something behind me or my face change or something like this? Is there going to be someone with a knife around the corner yeah. just because I've watched the film at that moment? So you saying this is pretty scary because but it's <laughs> manifesting those things. It is manifestation, it's planting seeds. Oh. But this is like, even like, and this will attest to how I knew I was more open about this when I was young is that when people used to play those games like Ouija board, I will never I could, ever touch a Ouija yeah, I board in my life. Like that terrifies. Even me. if I don't believe, I still couldn't do that because I would, it would. Yeah. yeah. Under, have you ever seen a film called Candyman? I think so. it's one in the mirrors. Yeah, and never, like we had the Bloody Mary. Mm, and just, I think the same kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? Why would 
would you do that? Like, why would you want to play with fire? No, because it, I'll do it. It's like, but once you've said it, they it's not just then that they can turn up. It's any time after that once you've yeah. said it. So that always stuck in my mind. So I would never do that, just like I wouldn't do a Ouija board. <laughs> Like, and this is the next though, which is funny from movies, is that people think only when it's dark mm. things happen. It's like there's no like, oh, I'll come out when the sun comes yeah. down. It's like spirits can come 24-7, you know, mm-hmm. depending on um and now when I've worked with higher level healers, because I'm not there at all, um, who have like I'm gonna say like goggles or spectacles where they can see multi-dimensional. Mm. Um, layers within this, this they say there's thousands of spirits like right here right now mm. and you just think everyone's watching yeah that that would induce paranoia I would say. but did but do they does your friend believe that they also can see you then because maybe the spirits can only see certain dimensions or layers maybe they don't know that we're here either no i think i think they can see because from my understanding, it's about density of energy. So, mm. so obviously, the more um, higher level being you are, your energetic or, or what do you call it, authentic energy level is very like high vibration. And in order to see higher, you need to have that level of ability. But everyone can see down. So we dense condensed energy and matter, so everyone can see us. Because maybe they'll try to communicate and then like you know you see like in the movies they'll put their hand on you but their hand just goes through and they can't see mm. you and they're like why can't I not communicate with this person and sometimes if it's an angry spirit that's like might have died maybe suicide or like non-natural causes mm. or maybe it was killed or murdered they always try like like why aren't you hearing me why aren't you hearing me and this is where you can start to feel like bad vibes in a house mm. wherever that kind of thing yeah but it's just, anyway, it's just it's just the subject that I mean I love dimensions anyway. Yeah, I find that fascinating. fascinating. But when I heard that you went to university and studied <laughs> this, I was like, what? I know it's a bit crazy. And everyone that I tell that to, I think they just kind of laugh. <laughs> I clearly wasn't gonna go into a job after that, but I only did it for the one year. So I studied psychology and criminology for the first few years. And then the final year you choose which subject in psychology you want to go into. So for me it was between forensic psychology and parapsychology. And I've always been interested in the paranormal. So I thought, I'll do that. I'm not um wanting to use it for anything I'm just really interested and I'd read so many books and I just thought it'd be really fun to study it so yeah I did that and it was it was really interesting it's like what do you study like what what is the study of parapsychology so if you had to get a job mm. what job would one get <laughs> in parapsychology yeah. teaching parapsychology I'll just be the teacher we'll just continue in this circle um I don't know I mean I've read some books about people working for the government and working for the police department who um have special abilities for example um and that works for the for one of the wow um so that's a thing and that's not I mean it's not really spoken about and we don't really know much about it but people these people are employed um and to work, yeah, along to try and help solve crimes and find things and remote viewing and things like that. 
Um, so that's something I guess you could go into. I mean, you could be Ghostbusters, I suppose. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's actual Ghostbusters in I'm existence sure. somewhere. Yeah. If you look, if you Google it, I'm sure you could find like like a, an emergency service where you just you're having this problem in your house and you really need someone like an exorcist or something yeah. you could be an exorcist i suppose but would you say then studying this you would need to also have a predisposition with abilities of some sort or kind so well the funny thing is i don't actually necessarily believe in the paranormal um when I say that, I'm very science-minded and I've always been interested in psychology and how the brain works, how the mind works, and I think we're so complicated and it fascinates me. So <clears throat> me studying that, I was seeing a lot of it. It was from a psychology perspective. So it was talking about all the different subjects and then finding, going through studies that have been done on these specific subjects and then thinking about reasons why things might be the case, why they might be happening, why you might be seeing a ghost or why um, you have an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience. So, yeah, my fascination was more of of how we have these experiences, less that there's something out there creating something mm -hmm. and more that it's within us. Um, so, what, I mean, like, so what are the some of the reasonings? I mean, that's quite interesting to hear from me. Mm. So if you're, I mean, as an example... Would they say that you might be suffering from, you know, psychosis, schizophrenia, personality disorders of various kinds? It depends what the thing is, what the phenomena is, um, or phenomenon, um, as to what it could be mentally. Um, but, for example, there's um, one thing where uh, people, when if they haven't believed in God, for example, and they haven't been religious, and then suddenly something happens and they believe um i'm not talking about miracles but there's um a study that's been done on the brain using electrodes and they've measured um they've measured a certain part of the brain and found that that they could induce a god experience in people and so when this whichever part is stimulated people feel like they're experiencing god and things like that and that and that's happened to people in real life without being tested. Lots of people have experienced things like this and become um, religious all of a sudden mm. for whatever reason. And this, that study shows that um, stimulating certain parts of the brain can it can give you these amazing, massive experiences that we then interpret as something. So I think it's the same as if um, I've not tried myself, but trying it, lots of different drugs can have these effects as well. And I've spoken to people before that have had um, all different effects and thoughts and feelings after taking certain drugs and during to take during the trips or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So drugs is definitely a thing that, that seems to be able to open your mind to feel things that you couldn't feel in our normal state of being. So things like that. Yeah, um, I can say because I have tried different types of drugs as mm. well as plant medicines um and i can just say one experience is uh when i was at a rave and i tried um what is it called mdma or ecstasy i don't know what it is mm. someone, someone a friend gave me something to try um it was the first time i experienced euphoria and it was a fascinating experience because i was like i've never felt 
such bliss, such peace, such connection, such happiness, such unison or unity, mm. one with people. And I thought what I perceive to this day is unconditional love. Like mm. my body felt at peace. There was the anxiety disappeared. It was just like, this is incredible. And for me, I was like, I have now received an understanding of what this ultimate higher power of happiness feels like. And then that was my lesson because I never took it after because I was like, the after effects were horrible. And I was like, what oh. do I do this? It's what they call the come down. Well, I'm glad you had the good experience though first. Yeah. But I think, again, because I always say that like universe intervened and it, it brought me um, this experience. And I was like, now I know what I need to work towards and how to find ways to naturally do that. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's been quite powerful. But when you come yeah. to plant medicines, um, you know, where it's actually, yes, it's a drug, but we say it's a medicine because it'll have a lot of healing impact. Mm. Effects. And it's a natural, I guess, as well. So. Yeah, 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 made from plants. But, I mean, fundamentally, everything comes from plants, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but that is a very powerful experience in itself. And I always use this analogy that our mind is like a hotel. Mm. And throughout our life, we'll go through all the different rooms, but we never quite understand where the penthouse is <laughs> and it's almost that plant medicines open up and I always use the analogy as well as like it gives you another pair of glasses that helps mm. you to see something more in detail in depth and yeah experience something that's always been within you you just didn't have the key yeah to open it and you almost needed a guide or a teacher oh, I wish we know? could <laughs> access all of our brain imagine what we could do limitless I know, I love that film as well. <laughs> so do I. I've been thinking about microdosing lately, <laughs> microdosing drugs. I watched um, a Netflix series on that. That was really interesting. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, I did have um, nitrous oxide once. Um, I think that's just laughing gas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I had it in a gas canister at a festival. Um, and even that opened my mind as well because my perception completely changed. It was very, very short, um, like less than a minute, I think. But my perceptions changed, like how I was hearing things, how I was seeing things completely. And it just made me think that all the different drugs out there and the capability of the mind, obviously we've evolved to be the way that we are to function and to get on and to survive and to keep going. And this is what works for us. But I really think that our brains have so much potential. When you hear about um, monks and people that can survive in freezing conditions yeah. for a really long time or people that survive without breathing for a really long time as well, that's crazy to hear. But I it just... We're so powerful and I wish we knew how to use it all. And I I wish that I could come back in hundreds of years time and see okay. how we've evolved, if we do evolve more like in our brains. And actually, yeah, we might regress, mightn't we? <laughs> but um, I did my dissertation in parapsychology was on um, out-of-body experiences because yeah. I was just fascinated by them. Um, and I wished I could have them. I never really tried, but um, I interviewed lots of different people, including my lecturer. And um, some of them, and I think lots of people in the world have these experiences after taking drugs. And that's what allows them to, whether they're having this experience completely within themselves and in their mind, or whether it's opening their minds up to actually be able to free their consciousness or whatever that is to travel around the world. Mm. 
either one of those could be true. And I, um, I think I could believe either one of those, but yeah, some people got it through drug experiences. Um, some people I think through meditation and things like that. And then, um, I'm sure there were other ways. I can't remember the other ways, but it was so interesting hearing about the stories. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of my teachers that I'm working with at the moment, uh, in Taoist practices of like Chinese spirituality. Mm. Um, he's in his like eighties now, I forget, but his partner, she's really young. She's like late thirties. Wow. Um, but they are kindred spirits or soulmates or twin flames. I mean, mm. I don't know what the interchangeable term because there's always a new term that's coming out for like two souls that are mm. destined to be with each other. But apparently, according to what they've said, is that when they both incarnated here, and obviously he's been here a lot longer than her, but then as soon as she chose to incarnate in this planet, they met through OBEs, out-of-body experiencing, mm. and they call it the actual plane. While they, were, while they were having an out-of-body experience, they met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, when it is through... <laughs> because he's obviously the, he's a master in his practice, so he teaches a lot of deep... Um, spiritual connections mm. and you can literally and it's through conscious practice so you know what you're doing rather than an, an event just happening it, yeah which is something i'm trying to master in all the work i'm doing and even just being it would be amazing daily habit just like consciously know mm. what you're doing you're eating you're sitting you're meditating you're talking you're just aware because we mm. do so many things on autopilot but yeah i mean i don't know I don't remember the other parts of the story, like how did it happen if they were in bed um, individually and then obviously decided to astral travel or if it was through meditation or practice where he went out of body. But basically, they met up in the astral plane and they're like, oh, where did you choose to incarnate right now? And she's like, oh, I'm in here, uh, you know, somewhere. She's from Portugal originally. Mm-hmm. He's from the UK originally. And they're like, all right, you should come over to the UK now and let's meet up and continue our what this baffles my brain <laughs> but this is the point it's like i almost feel like alice in wonderland where yeah i'm attracting all of these incredible experiences and people and i would need to talk to these people and find out more about this can you tell me more you should write a book about this like yeah um I love reading. I would read them. <laughs> Definitely read them. So I want to write a book where it's like I can't make this shit up. Star, do you write things down that do. experiences? I good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to when I was younger. I feel myself. I'm just like because it's more animated. It's like oh my god. Yeah, you definitely should because you'd love to watch it back and read it back as well, and then you'd realize the the amount because you might not realize just how many you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it sounds like you have quite a few. Yeah, but I forget. I forget a lot because it's only like conversation mm. exchange like organically popped up yeah. and I'm like in the moment I'm like I should write this down now yeah. before I forget it okay. I'm fascinated by dreams as well and what you were saying reminded me of that because out-of-body experiences when I was um a child I had a dream that I was in a certain place and I just remember I remember it ever since because it felt so real I, f- I felt even as a child I felt like I was I'd actually gone to this place 
and it was a sunny place. It was daytime wherever it was. It wasn't England because um, I was asleep at night. <laughs> it definitely wasn't England. But it was. I was asleep at nighttime, I think. And, um, yeah, I just remember thinking how real that was. And it convinced me that it was real and that I'd travelled in my sleep. So I wonder if um, if it is real, if we'd be able to do it like that. And just in basically showing that when you're in altered states of consciousness – that's when you can do things that we we don't understand or we can't do normally because we don't know how. Yeah, yeah. doesn't mean that we can't. Well, that's, that's where I'm coming to. Yeah, I love dreams anyway. <laughs> this field of work is such a higher level of intelligence that we don't know yet how to articulate it, define it, because I think it's it's like quantum physics. It's just a, mm. a very it's also fa- fascinating. Yeah. But isn't it funny that you get judged harshly for being interested in something like this when actually it t- it does take a different kind of way of thinking to yeah, be able yeah, to, yeah. even if you don't believe in it, to just um, play with those kinds of thoughts. Yeah. Well, I feel like part of my work when I work with people is to just open up the mind a bit. Like, mm. it could sound so crazy, it could sound so daft, it could be really weird, but maybe it could be true. Because mm-hmm. people go, no, it's not true. I'm like, okay, have you done your research? Do you know about yeah. it? Have you explored <laughs> the ends of the earth? And I think generally when people have those very fixed opinions, they don't. They just hear something, they think, oh, that sounds crazy. I didn't learn about that in school, science, and then they just, yeah, batter it down. Yeah. But the thing is, things change. So people almost think like, mm-hmm. like because I work in medical work, like Western science, that what is written in the books, this is definitive, this is it, this is law. But it's not because mm. science changes all the time. Because now really? with, um, with what's it called, because you brought it up in my mind, it's with Wim Hof, like challenging to do ice cold baths and holding your breath for a really long time and then you can actually exert mm-hmm. more output. So there's this exercise that you have to like hold your – you do just like normal push-ups within a minute and you, people can get away with like just say for the top 10, 15 push-ups, mm-hmm. maybe more if you're really good. And then you do this exercise where you hold your breath for as long as possible for a multiple period of time and then you hold your breath and then do the push-ups again and you like mm-hmm. almost double your output. It's really crazy because I've done these people that all right people just normal people and what? basically that's mad because you've not got oxygen going around either <laughs> that doesn't make sense. any sense exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make sense but mm. makes sense but this is you can try this at home and you can do it yourself and then as soon as you start seeing differences you're like maybe I should start thinking differently mm. but Wim Hof who I would say his class is a very alternative person is actually through his work and proven his work, has made Western science have to rewrite understanding about the immune system. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you things are not fixed. Like They're not. We're learning all the time. And the mind is so connected to the body. Yeah. So if you think, like, you can raise your heart rate just by thinking about it. Or you know that if you think of a certain thing, your heart will increase or decrease by your breathing. It's so... The mental is so connected to the physical, but we don't ever talk about that really. Yeah, the mind, body, and stress and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of my favourite books in the last, um, say, 10 years that I've read is um, is, a, <laughs> is a science book and it's called The Intention Experiment. Yeah. And it's all it's actually written by a journalist, I think, um, and she's interviewing 
lots of different people and going through studies that have been done, scientific studies, paranormal psychology studies, um, all about the subject of um, changing the physical world with the power of our minds. I think you'd find this this book interesting as well because it talks, there's lots of different sections and there's healing section, um, there's, oh, there's, there's just so many different ones, um, and mass prayer section as well even um but it starts with um this person is doing experiments on plants and he's attached electrodes to the plants and he's measuring responses to things um and he's measuring stress responses i think and so he just had this thought at one point what would happen if i set fire to this plant over here and then the electrodes went crazy yeah but he just thought it and then he and then obviously thought that's very strange (laughs) that's not supposed to happen was that because of could it have been because of what I was thinking so then he did it again and had the same thought but had the actual intention of doing it because there's a difference and the same thing happened so yeah the beginning of the book starts with this um this being turned into an actual experiment and and then it moves on to shrimp and small things and food and then it moves on to people and it's just fascinating yeah. and it changed my I'd say it changed my way of thinking completely and my father is very skeptical he's very science-minded he's not religious he doesn't believe in any of that stuff mm-hmm. he read the book and he couldn't believe what it was saying and then he went and verified the sources and the experiments and things and I'd say that hopefully it's changed his way of thinking as well yeah, even subtly. It opened his mind. Mm. But I think, because I think about that as well, is this why people pray before they eat food? Because across all religions, I was really fortunate when I was in high school, um, in second year of high school, in religious education, our teacher, who used to be the head principal, took us to all different places of worship. And you got to see how they eat, how they behave, what their schools of thought are. Mm-hmm. It's really enlightening. And like at the time, you just mm-hmm. child, like, why am I here? I want to go home. I want to play. But now I'm just like, this is like quite a, a rare experience to have had. You know, like for example, eating, the monks would not eat, uh, sorry, would not talk whilst eating. And they want you to be so in tune with your food. And then I think like, Okay, but what if you want someone to pass you the rice? And then literally, they would just, whether, you know, the way I experienced it was like they would just beam intention. And then that monk would look up and he'd be like, there you go. I've done, I've <laughs> done tests like that in my own head when I was younger, <laughs> thinking yeah. that people could read my mind. But didn't know. Yeah, I just remember being on a court on a firefighting course, and I kept on thinking, I thought this thing, and then this person did it, the firefighter in front of me, and then I was like, wait a moment, did he do it because I thought it? <laughs> so then I started experimenting and thinking different things, and it kept doing things that I was thinking. Just reminded me of that. <laughs> but there must be something because I think to myself, if you're in company with someone that you really don't like. And then you just, you almost go into that negative, like, oh, God, da 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 maybe not God, but, you know, all of a sudden. I've always got this impression then you stop to admit bad vibes. You get what you give and yeah. what you put out and what you receive. And then I start yeah. thinking, even if you are, like, maybe, for example, if you don't like someone or you don't like the situation you're in, you almost pollute it more. 
What's your thoughts? That's kind of scary Lack as well. It's like, again, back to this is my, what I'm trying to master in my life is mm. conscious behavior, conscious thinking, conscious yeah. eating, conscious thinking, conscious speaking, everything. Mm. You know, like, stupid example, brushing your teeth. You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Or like, sometimes you don't know how you drove home. You just know you got home. That scares me as well. I know. And sometimes. Like, yeah, what <laughs> Was I paying attention? <laughs> yeah, like, and I think this myself, could I have blocked an accident? Like, would mm. I? Because I had to, I remember this one time um, when I was in auditing, I had to drive into in South Africa. I had to drive to this client every day. And it was the first time I had to drive for like four hours a day, which obviously it's something you need to adjust to so going from like 10 mm. 20 minutes to that yeah with doing an intensive day like managing a big team managing clients I was literally falling asleep at the wheel and my brain was going if you continue to close your eyes you're going to die and I was like I know <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I was like this is very fine and I thought this oh, is so weird. Like, where's my fight of flight now? You know, yeah. like, you were obviously comfortable in that car. I've had an experience like that as well. It's scary. I don't think I'm afraid to die. And this comes back. <laughs> no, but in general speaking, like, um, I mean, I'd say that's a good thing, really, as long as you still have the instinct to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the and want the- to live. <laughs> I need to rephrase that. Maybe it's just. Go back to like relax. Um, I think because this comes from a spiritual belief system that incarnation, reincarnation. Yeah. So I think I'm going to either continue into another life as a human, mm. or I might go up. I might go down. Depends. Are you religious me. as well, or not? You see, this is the thing. Or just I spiritual. Know. I don't know what I am. I don't think I'm anything. Right. But you believe in something. You believe you will come back somehow, some way, somewhere. Well, I've got different theories, and these are personal theories I've come up with, is that I feel like your soul, this, you know, higher energy, I always, I think of Dragon Ball Z. There's this program where it's like yeah, this little it. ball of energy and light. So this is your soul. And I feel like it gets broken down into like a puzzle. And every puzzle piece is a life you come in, you choose a certain lesson, you choose a certain path, you choose a certain pattern. And when you accomplish said mission, <laughs> that's when you die. And that's why I think you get those freakish stories where if someone's like 20, perfect health, never smoked, <clears throat> never drank, never done drugs, and then boom, will just drop down of a heart attack because my brain goes, okay, they've learned their lesson, achieved, moved on. Scary. <gasps> I've met someone who believed the same thing. She was a Reiki healer. Yeah. Yeah, she told me about that, and I thought that was really interesting as well, that idea. Yeah. So then why would people um, live to old age and then die of old age? What kind of lessons do you think they're learning right at the end? Well, I think it's Maybe to let go of something. Maybe I don't actually think so. It could be. I think this has just come with infinite possibility, but my thought process goes to immediately when you said that was, they need to teach the grandchildren lessons or oh, right. yeah. their children or they need to do something because I think that's the complexity it's a nice of idea, this higher intelligence mm. is that there's so many roles being played multiple mm. times. So what we're doing as an exchange is happening, but through us meeting is creating a different thing. 
Um, the butterfly effect, like yeah, you spoke yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's crazy like, to think. It's, it's almost like you can make yourself crazy. Mm. Like, well, you can make yourself crazy by going deep into these rabbit holes. But um, that's where I, again, just put it down to this is such a higher level of intelligence that human mind can't conceive. And maybe we don't need to. And that's maybe a point as well. <laughs> I've read in research that, you know, the average person uses only like three, four percent of their brain. Mm. Whereas like the most uh I mean the most famous geniuses geniuses, is that most important? I think so. Genius, I know geniuses. <laughs> sounds weird not. We'll say geniuses. <laughs> you know, they said they just tested their brain and their capacity usage is like eight, nine percent. They're still really small. Yeah, which is nothing, right? Yeah, I've heard um, this as well. That's... But the thing is, tests are not being done on the gurus, the monks, the people who are like yes, really profound. Very controlled as well, controlling of their emotions and things, yeah. physical experiences. You know, not eating for weeks on mm. end or, you know, not needing to sleep. Yeah, meditate. I think it's good to test the geniuses. Also to test people who are experts in certain fields to see. I'd like to see the differences in their brains mm. to then to someone who doesn't do anything or doesn't... um have things like that but yeah monks as well i think there would be a big i definitely think there'd be a, a big difference because also when you train your brain every time you train your brain you make new neural pathways and the the implication with that is that you're going to be using more of it and it's and i think also people who um maybe have brain damage or epilepsy or something like that or they've had part of their brain cut off um that would be yeah strokes that would be really interesting to see how theirs are different as well because they would have to relearn because we think that um research shows we think that um certain parts of what we do is just fixed in certain parts of our brain so if you get rid of that um or it dies then you lose that ability like for example to speak or something but yeah it's coming out now that the brain the other side of the brain can learn these things maybe in different ways but that's amazing as yeah, well yeah it's, it's really cool yeah so the word i understand it's neuroplasticity yes today. Talk yeah <laughs> but this is the thing so i find now with the way life is going is that we are being dumbed down with technology like i was just saying this yesterday to someone is that I don't even know anyone's number anymore. When I was younger, mm. you have to remember all the numbers to mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is automated. Like as soon as I log on to yeah. some app, it automatically logs me in with my fingerprint. Um, Use now, it or you lose it. Yeah. And now with AI, that's just sort of just this chat app um, that's been launched and there's all the new softwares of AI that can basically do tasks for you. Mm. It's like you're basically being rendered to not use your brain anymore. I had this thought just earlier when you were talking about AI <laughs> taking over and talking about yeah. um, what it might look like in the future. Maybe we'll actually go down yeah, yeah, and not use as much. I think so. I do completely believe That's scary, that. actually. And then, I mean, this is another conspiracy theory I have, but I think <laughs> the thing is... Everyone that, loves a conspiracy. <laughs> is... I think there are people who are, you know, whether you want to say psychic, gifted, that can see so far into the future. And they see a reality and a truth that if they had to say it to the world today, we'd be like, 
you're mad this is not true you mm. you should go into a mental health home like this is how it's been in the past as well so i've come up with a theory that you've got to plant the seeds <laughs> and i think what people have done is they plant seeds through best medium which is movies because movies you just go in your brain like this isn't real i'll watch it but you're receiving messages yeah um and then i think to myself like movies where i think of I don't know if you might have seen this one, like Minority Report, mm. uh, Equilibrium. I love sci-fi. It's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen all the sci-fi ones. Equilibrium, yeah. Matrix as well. That's my favourite. <laughs> I love these movies because they challenge your mind. And then I think like the this is like, for me, I mean, especially with the COVID vaccine, like I think Minority Report, like we're being jabbed with something mm. and it's just making people think less because you're not, challenging what am i putting in why is why is this going inside me we're not questioning we're just doing societies do and people just do don't think and the thing is then a lot of other people go oh there's nothing we can do about it because everyone says we have to do it but Mm -hmm. the reality is if everyone said no then you would do it yeah Yeah. this is this is definitely how it works isn't it but people are losing um this is the thing, is I feel like society or the capitalist or the higher powers of be are just trying to make us not think anymore and become, you know, in psychology, you call like the herd effect or the shit yeah. effect, where you just, one person does it, so you do it, and you don't go, why? So, have you, I mean, you might have, if you've studied psychology, you've studied, studied fragments of it, but um, they've done this experiment where someone will just be in the middle of the street and will just stop and stand and stare up. And <laughs> right. all of a sudden, Another person would stop, stand, and stare. And then I can imagine this happening. End of the day, they've got this um, whole line of people mm. going like, "What are you looking for? Like, what are you looking for? Like, I don't know. I'm just looking up. There's something there." And it's like, <laughs> no, there's nothing there. You got to think for yourself. And then you'll probably get, you know, obviously there's always that one in the experiment that will say, uh, "No, actually, uh, what are they doing? They're wasting time." You know? Yeah, yeah. I've not heard of it, but I can, <clears throat> I can imagine it. Um, I think I'm about to have a coughing attack. <laughs> um, but what I was thinking of was when you're saying that people losing their autonomy and their <clears throat> their own will, and it's a scary prospect. And I think you're, I think you could definitely be right and be onto something. Um, lots of people that I've met have been have been very against government and things like that and authority. Because of that reason, I remember having lots of chats with my ex during the pandemic about just this, about it's just this is the first step they ask you or they ask you to do this, then they make it mandatory. And that's one thing. And then and they punish you if you can't, for example, people being um, told they couldn't work anymore for the NHS if they didn't have the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And then they took it away. But then, of course, lots of people then had it who didn't want to have it. And that's just one thing. And then what's the next thing? And then what's the next level of control? And he was very conscious of that and of that escalating. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other topic anyway, <laughs> and a massive topic. But yeah. I, just, I see what you I see what you mean. It's scary. Yeah, but you see, the thing is now, um, it's seeming only like sort of about now. I just shared something on my Instagram this morning, like a congresswoman mandatorily had to have the jabs and now she said that she's suffering from asthma tremors in her left hand and some other condition and she's like sorry heart palpitations and she just said 
And I believe now as a result of this, I'm going to have this for life because no doctor can explain why. I'm guessing she's blaming that on the injection. Yeah. Well, that's scary. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to also put that out there because then other people will start yeah, and she, thinking that. <clears throat> I forgot it now if it was Twitter or Facebook, but she had representatives from that social media platform and she said to them, so are you a doctor? And the woman was like, no, I don't have any medical background. And she said, so where and why on earth do you think you had the authority to censor information from people who've been to Harvard, you know, doctors that were saying mm. the jab shouldn't have been prescribed because it has all of these complications that, and they censored it, censored it, censored oh, it. I don't know any about oh, yeah. anything about that. No, but basically, no, it's because I guess I in the alternative world, so it's quite mm. a big thing, but it's starting now that the realities and complications of the outcome of the vaccines is now starting to come out and now people are starting to speak out about it. And now the pl- social media platforms can't censor it anymore because they block. Like when mm. I used to share stuff about, you know, vaccine and not even like really bad things like say putting it down, but like you've um, violated a community guideline. If you post something else like this, your account's going to get blocked yeah. or deleted. And you're like, like, I don't really think I said. Because there was one thing I shared, I think it was like two years ago, about a... Um, funeral director saying that um the spike of deaths and seeing the kind of cause of deaths and he said this is all COVID related so I shared this uh, thing and then yeah basically I nearly lost my YouTube account <laughs> why uh, because they just don't want you to make sort of the negative connotations or that oh to do with the vaccine or mm, yeah that's I mean that's massive subject and yeah. very controversial yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what time as well it comes out with it but yeah um, but I mean there's drug we take vaccines all the time for different things and no one talks about conspiracies with those but I suppose they've been studied longer and they've been around longer so this yeah. was all very fast wasn't it but yeah because they said they had to test the vaccine for about two years before they can launch a vaccine yeah this wasn't, so they yeah I think that's what scared most people <laughs> but then ultimately uh, there was a certain person who said a certain thing and who was very high up in power and because he made this statement a lot of people didn't get the vaccine and then a hell of a lot of people died so there's lots of different sides to this and angles and it's just yeah I don't know what's right and what's wrong honestly but scary yeah Yeah. Um, but if we come back to um paranormal paranormal. (laughs) it's easy to get sidetracked isn't it Yeah. So if you're someone who's been raised scientifically minded, mm. and then now you've studied this Parasite I mean what, what what would you say you do you do you follow religion, a specific religion, or would you say No, I'm not religious. Have you become more open to spiritual work, especially now that you've met a lot of people that have like mm. almost challenged your mindset, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um so I've always been open-minded and fascinated with the brain and the mind. Um, I've always thought that I was spiritual in a way, but I couldn't really say why I felt that. But I think that's just because I was interested in, I call it alternative science, um, just interested in the science that we don't really, we don't learn in school and we don't talk about and quantum mechanics and all of that. Um, it hasn't made me more, I don't think it's really changed how I already felt about it. Um, 
And if um, someone asked me uh, yesterday, I think, if I believed in paranormal activity, basically, in the paranormal, and I said, I kind of, I don't, but I do. I think it depends, for me, it depends on what we're talking about. So um, I believe that anything, everything, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason why this happened, why that happens. There's an explanation for everything. I don't believe in magic. Um, and because I'm not religious, I can't believe that um, that it's come from someone else. But um, I do still think that para some paranormal act type things, the paranormal activities, um, can be created by ourselves or by other people, and can and that that can explain what it is where someone might interpret it as um, magic or paranormal or religious experience. I would just say maybe it is the same experience that you're having, but it's come from this thing. That was a really long-winded <laughs> explanation, but um, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it really just depends on what we're talking about. So if you were to say about ghosts, for example, because we've been talking about spirits, I never, I've not had those experiences myself. I've not seen those things or felt those things. Um, so I'm coming very much from that perspective. And people generally, if people haven't had those, I think they probably tend to not believe yeah. that they exist. Yeah. But I can't discount all of the people that have had these experiences. There's a reason why all these people have had this experience. So then I look into, or I think about, and I studied what, why where they could have come from and all the different things like we were talking about earlier whether it's drugs or um psychosis or other things but at the same time I also have read this book the intention experiment and I know that there's been so many scientific experiments on the power of the mind to to affect the physical realm yeah, yeah, yeah. so then that comes into it when I think about lots of different parasite um paranormal things because I think well for example, if you're thinking of um, a poltergeist, which most people would say is a spirit or an angry spirit or something, and then I'd be thinking about all the studies that have been done on paranormal activity and poltergeist activity around certain areas or in certain rooms, people's houses, and they've studied the uh, – I think a lot of the time it's been there's been adolescent children around, and um, so they've studied those children and things like that, and yeah, just – it's really interesting, but yeah. I just come at it from a very sciencey perspective. And it doesn't mean that I don't believe in it, but it just means that I don't believe it is necessarily what other people might think it is. Mm -hmm. But with out-of-body experiences, for example, that could literally be anything. There's so many different things. Like I said, it could be it could be that we are literally leaving our bodies, our consciousness or our soul, as you said, could be leaving our bodies and traveling around the universe or it could be that we're having this experience in our in our minds so i'm open to either of those possibilities with that specific that specific thing yeah, yeah i think i think it's all the answers isn't it because it's, it's again you're playing in a field of multiple level of things that it could mm. be it could be one thing could be all things um, yeah could be nothing we could be just making it up yeah um yeah. but i'm so like an another thing that I remember reading about and when we're talking about what you could do with this as a job is I read about a book all about um, remote viewing, if you've heard of that. Yeah, I have a friend who's just started studying it. Yeah. Which is interesting. That was interesting because the book was written by someone who was employed by, I think it was the government, um, 
to be a remote viewer because he had these abilities and he went to a place where he studied it as well and he um did lots of experiments and practiced and things like that and then was employed by government agencies um to try and locate things basically to locate bombs or to locate people that have been kidnapped or to locate sites of where things um weapons were kept and things like that and that's really interesting to read as well um so you can't there's so many of these different things out there and i think we just call things paranormal when we don't understand them yeah and because we don't we, we because we don't understand it yet and it hasn't been widely studied it's not in the textbooks we can't learn about it in school and so yeah we call it that and it's it's just you'll get those people who just ignore all of it and think that everyone's crazy who talks about it and believes in it and then you'll get the people who think about it and try to understand it and where it might come from mm. so yeah that's the remote viewing thing was interesting um there was something else I was going to bring up what was it mm. I'll remember it in a yeah. minute <laughs> I mean, there's this one lady I know um who is a psychic I mean and she's been very accurate with people that have gone to her like in this and she'll sell in the future, you're going to meet someone. She'll tell you their name, their job, how they're going to look like. Has, I would like, love that. Yeah, <laughs> like practical magic. Yeah. Where she writes, Very writes the letter and then meets the man of her dreams. Yeah, she, she basically, she said, to, <laughs> I went to a meeting with her and she, with my partner now, said that you'll meet him in October. Because I was always like, where is love? Where is love? And mm. she's like, just be patient. It's coming in October and you'll meet him in these kind of circumstances. And it ended up happening. So then I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's crazy. I would love that. And she has a... I love hearing about things like that. And she also has that um, newspaper clipping in her bathroom where it's basically her neighbor came one day just to like do something neighborly. And um, she was like, you need to go buy the lotto. And then he bought the lotto <laughs> ticket and he won the lotto. <laughs> what? Like, um, wow, this woman has balance. Yeah, she was intense. It's not that far. <laughs> but basically, she. That's good for business, too. <laughs> Very good for business. She's, she apparently does like 6,000 readings a month. It's like she's like busy, busy. But yeah. she doesn't mind to see why. make money from her gift, which is quite, it, for me, it's like psychologically. Mm. I was like, that's quite interesting. She's like been born with a talent and she doesn't want to monetize it because if you're a spiritual person money and spirituality should like not mix together but so she does work mm. with aesthetics which is quite interesting but she's i think in her 60s now maybe late 60s <laughs> maybe early 60s i'm just in case she watches this <laughs> we're gonna put some links down there of names and um but um she at, at some part in her journey she started doing um i don't know what you call it uh basically helping the police with uh, cases of like 20, 30 years mm. that haven't been solved. And then I watched a YouTube video of her before I met her. And basically she was in this taxi being driven in this I've like, heard about that as middle well. of nowhere kind mm. of home. And she's like, oh, I can feel very bad things. And basically turned yeah. out there was this daughter that went missing and it made no sense um, because her bag, her handbag was still there. Like, you know, all of the evidence that shows that, like, she didn't leave. Like, she just disappeared. But basically, um, this, this practitioner said that it was her jealous boyfriend, um, thinking that she had cheated on him mm. or something. And then he took her down to the river and he basically killed her and threw her in the river. And did they find a well, body or any evidence? They wouldn't have found the body because um, it was river, 20, yeah. 30 years later. I mean, I don't know. That might have been eaten by the fish or like, yeah. I don't know, something gross. Easier if it's buried. You can find some bones. 
<laughs> but yeah, I've heard of this before. People and the police using people like this. I don't know what they're called either. Thanks to Jeff should. Dahmer, I know you should put it in some maps. Like, oh, oh yeah. that was a fun, fun <laughs> series to <laughs> watch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think I myself wasn't very open to this stuff, but I've had experiences, and then my brain has first, you know, because I think I'm mostly very scientific minded, which is mm-hmm. what people. Don't think about me. People are like, oh, you're every theory and creative. I'm like, no, like I like to study things. I'm an analytical person. I've studied accounting, mm. but it's almost like I've tapped into both hemispheres of my brain, spheres yeah. of my brain, and I think which can I, only be a good thing. Yeah, and I think the idea is you need to oscillate between both of them and try. And I think this is what the gurus and the monks have achieved: is the harmonization of both where they use both the left mm. and right brain simultaneously. And, and I think we're always switching. And I think that's mm. what's the interesting part of the psychology. Because when something happens, it's like, did this happen? Is there a scientific way to explain that it's happened? Or could it literally be something paranormal? You know, and I get people all the time being like, oh, this happened. There's a ghost in my house. And I'm mm. like, no, it's just a draft. Like, sorry. <laughs> like, I don't mean to the post about this. You know. I love watching the Ghost Hunter yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. They're so fun. But at the same time, I, yeah, doesn't mean I believe it, but they're still fun though, aren't they? But so many people do think that they've seen ghosts and do see things. And I remember now what I was going to bring up. Um, you can't just, for people that don't believe in the paranormal, which is their prerogative, you can't you can't just say that thousands of people are lying. That's not... Um, yeah. It's not a fair statement to make. Um, so, for example, I'm also really fascinated in time. I love all sci-fi stuff, basically. Um, but time, I find it amazing and our perception of it and how it changes and with our perceptions as well um, and what it actually is. And I read a book called Time Storms, and I'm definitely buying that book and I'm reading it again. Um, I need to get my hands on it. But it um, it's full of stories from all different people around the world um, of their experiences with what they call time storms, um, which is, for example, where someone is driving down the road and then something happens with their car, it malfunctions or something. So they'll stop and get out and then they'll go wandering and then um, they'll lose time and they'll, they'll come back that something may happen or not. They'll come back to their car, go home and they'll realize that hours have gone by or even days and it the book talks all about these it's the first half of it is full of just accounts from so many different people saying pretty much the same thing mm. and i'm pretty sure that most of the people won't have heard of time storms or these kinds of experiences before because i hadn't heard of it before i read this book mm. um so i don't think that they would have heard that taken that information and then had an experience that way if you know yeah. what i mean so yeah, that's it's, it's just UFOs, isn't it? Like in UFO sightings, mm. there'll be people all around the world. Or in from, it wasn't a book I read; it was I think an article, a research paper. But basically, people all around the world have claimed to be a, have been abducted by aliens, and will obviously relay the kind of experience they had. How they like you know the most common one they say is like how they've been probed or you know things taken or blood mm. and tested and basically assessed um and then people go you know that's a figment of your imagination or we'll deem them to have some mental health issue yeah 
But then when you have literally people all around the world who have never had met each other, different cultural upbringing, different, you know, different exposure completely, mm-hmm. yet relaying the exact same type of accounts, then you have to start thinking, hmm. Maybe there's something to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. We won't know, at least for the next kind of while anyway, but it's just fascinating to know that there's, you know, something more to just waking up every day and just going. To yeah. And it's a very comforting thought as well. Mm. um yeah someone in my family actually had an experience with ufos like that um that was (laughs) really interesting to read however he did end up he did go into a mental hospital for a while so Uh, yeah it's very intertwined i think it can be but yeah um this reminds me also of near-death experiences because so many people and i've read a lot about that this and watched things about it and so many people have similar things and experience similar things and yeah we don't know if maybe that is a coping mechanism when someone is dying or under anesthetic or something or if it's actually there is something else and they're seeing that and they're on a different plane or something it's just fascinating i probably said that word about 50 times during this conversation (laughs) but it is i mean i i had an nd last year not last year two years ago really yeah i woke up one morning urgently needing to pee urgently like I was like I'm about to piss myself loose my language but then I I was in an Airbnb and then I had to like run up this little we were like in um I don't know like a hut kind of tree house kind of thing was that sounds fun um which was attached to a normal house and then I had to like run up this house I ran up these little stairs going to the toilet and then as I sat down I was like whoa like you can feel something's wrong like and then I was like I know, because obviously from the work I do, I was like, I know I'm about to faint. And then literally I went blind and deaf. So then I literally grabbed the door handle to like fork my knees. That's scary. That was terrifying, obviously, because you're like, what the hell? And you were in a toilet somewhere in an Airbnb. Well, this is the beauty with, it was in East London, which turned out we were right next door to a hospital, literally East (laughs) London Hospital, less than Queen's Mary Hospital, I think it was called, less than five minutes drive away. So Mm. again, interesting way of how a universal intervention intervention happened but yeah basically got to the floor shouted for my friend and then I woke up um in the arms of my friend and I was like clammy sweaty I could feel like just almost like a zombie but apparently I'd been unconscious for over two minutes Mm. which in terms is like oxygen stops going to the brain brain damage can happen well, so you stopped breathing for two minutes yeah i like, completely was unconscious um like literally so this yeah. is what i was related to me. yeah and then so when you faint you normally keep breathing as far as i understand yeah, basically i basically <laughs> i looked like yeah i died so i was like okay but when i came back like i could just because it's a weird thing that I experienced, but I, I felt like I was pale. I felt like I looked not okay. And he said my face was blue, my lips were blue. Um, and then he said to me, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, how are you doing? What's happening? And I was trying to talk, but I couldn't. Mm. So I was like really struggling. And then I said, he was, and then he said, okay. Then he tried switching his language to yes or no questions. And then I could just faintly nod yes or no. Mm. And then ironically as well, that week he was learning about uh, how women have strokes or heart failure or anything like that mm. and knows how to like look after them and he just swooped me and took me to the hospital. So is this a medic? 
He's not a medic, no. Oh, this was your your yeah, friend. My friend, yeah. Oh. But his um, partner taught him that week about how to manage wow. people. And it turned out I had That's good the, timing. Which, I know, the TIA, which is a transient assignment, which is like a stroke base. Yeah. But an anomaly to the hospital because they were like, you're That's fed, la- you're young. Yeah. yeah. And then for a few weeks, so I was paralyzed on the left side of my body. I couldn't function. Like an example with the piano, like I tried like two days later to go to the piano and I was like, I just can't. Mm. I would pick up a knife and fork because you still think you can do as you could normally do. The knife and fork would just fall out my hand. That's um, awful. Went to the Cairo. experience. Yeah, went to Cairo and he's like something like lopsided on your face. Anyway, weeks later, like you wouldn't even know. There's occasions where I'll slow. Lucky. But then I felt different since you would call since I came back. So I've put it down to I had an NDE. I went and had a spiritual upgrade. And I've come back. And ever since that event has happened, my life has just changed. Um, when was that? Three years ago, did you say? Two years ago. 6th of June, 2020. So did you have... 21 for a year. Did you, do you remember anything from when you were out? Or when you say near-death experience... You mean the actual experience no, of nearly no. dying? No. So this is like I know a lot of accounts people have a lot of um, experiences that they can see things or go places. They'll meet with loved ones. Accounts people, did you say? No, uh, no. Accounts of people. <laughs> Finance. Finance. <laughs> I didn't have that intermediary mm. experience. But yeah, well, what you I didn't... can say is as a it's person, changed. I felt different mm. I felt like they can't put your finger on it yeah just more mature I was like there's something new shift in focus that's happening but a good a positive yeah, thing yeah 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 okay yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's I said good. to my friend I was like from this day everything has changed mm. and it's just like now how my life has unfolded like my my company changed my type of direction has changed oh. where I lived has changed then I started to manifest the relationship that I've wanted and it's just like boom, 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 everything's falling. That's so like, positive. Yeah. From a an horrible experience. Yeah. So it's like I almost had to die. <laughs> yeah. But you know, based on what the doctors relayed, is that I should have been brain damaged. Yeah. I should have probably died. Why? What brought it on? No idea. Yeah. Um, and so they don't. That's, that's and, scary. Yeah. So obviously, for the last year and a bit, I've been going. But you woke up first. If you hadn't have woken up first to need the toilet. Yeah, you yeah. might have died in your sleep. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm grateful to not have this experience. Like, you know, to, I lived to tell the tale. But it was yeah, like... so your body, told, your body told you that you needed to wake up yeah, yeah, yeah. first. Which, which is... And then you were able to call your friend. Yeah, and that's yeah. horrible to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So again, but what positive outcome? Steer it back that way. Then I'm like... Well, could that be classed as an ND? I think so. Yeah, not in the traditional sense of yeah. you saw things or heard things while you were having it, but in it definitely was a near-death experience, absolutely. So, I don't know. But yeah. And it's changed your life for the better. Yeah, which I think NDEs usually do. So I, I think from what I've read is a lot of people have them and then either mm. they're now with spirit or they mm. have like psychic abilities. Yeah, or beliefs the that they didn't have before. And which you are going back to like now or religious like I don't know but it's just it's just a fascinating I feel like I've been chatting for it I know I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> no I could 
<laughs> good chat about all these different things. I guess maybe we can come to it. Yeah. I don't know how to get is there a conclusion this is just a more of an open conversation <laughs> yeah, isn't it so, it depends if there was a question yeah. <laughs> was there a question <laughs> you know what that made me think of there was an exam that someone wrote and the, the it was a psychology exam and, they, and the question was or the paper was, was is this a question <laughs> and the person who got a right when they had to write a paper on that. Yeah. So obviously people going like, well, is this a question? Da, 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 going into all the psychology behind That's it. Very strange. And apparently the person who got full marks um, that like wrote in five minutes and left was like, yes, if this is an answer. <laughs> and that has stuck with me for life. So when you said, is this a question? Is there a question? I'm like, is there an answer? <laughs> there will be if there's a question. <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, not in philosophy. Oh, I did um, study philosophy as well, and there were, yeah, it was just open. New can of worms. There were no answers. Yeah. yeah. It's just deep, deep levels of thought that you'll never have an answer to. Yeah. And maybe you might when you die. I don't know. I always think that if you die, maybe you're going to get like, bam, 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 bam. You're like, oh, your all the answers. answers. Oh, and then, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? I yeah. think death could be exciting if you thought of it the right way, if you framed it the right way and you believed certain things definitely be exciting um but yeah paranormal i think that i think we're going to get lots of answers in the years to come Mm. on lots of different paranormal subjects and explanations and maybe um that won't be nice for a lot of people who had certain beliefs but maybe i think ultimately it will help us and it will make more people open-minded as well as yeah like a shift in focus almost or belief system and or you know who knows um, and that's the exciting part about it is stay tuned, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. It's not a negative thing at the end no. of the day. It's things that we keeps us curious and mm. keeps us wanting to move forward and to learn things. And that's really important. Anyway, midlife. Yeah. <laughs> life lessons. Life lessons. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. Let's, we'll wind down for today. But mm. thank you. We'll probably, probably get you back on again and we'll talk about some more about it. Or maybe we might read some more books or research and want to just discuss it more. But, more specific. Yeah. Specific subjects. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. I just, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is actually a legitimate thing to study at uni. And I um, don't realize it does exist. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to get you on here is obviously just to say, like, wow, this does exist, yeah. you know encourage people just broaden your mind yeah not saying you have to believe but just listen to something different and go huh that's interesting or that's a load of hogwash or yeah or but it can open avenues like you said earlier with the butterfly effect you mm. never know yeah when you start looking into things what might come of it and the funny thing was i was watching um a series about the paranormal just recently on netflix good luck with co no no <laughs> <laughs> not that one um and i kept on seeing this speaker on it and I recognized him and then I saw when it said his name he it said lecturer at Northampton University and I was like that that was my my oh, lecturer as far as psychology no wonder I recognized yeah. him so it's funny we're having this chat now yeah 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 <laughs> amazing okay cool well thank you lovely you're welcome um, good yeah, chat yeah it was great thank you it's been uh, one and a half hours which That's is it. crazy no <laughs> how do and- you know uh, I got my timer there. Oh, Almost can't see that far. <laughs> yeah, glasses, darling. Glasses. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, and um, yeah, we'll definitely stay tuned. And it's exciting, and we'll see what comes of it. And maybe some people might ask some questions. Mm. Maybe. Um, 
I'll ask yeah, you privately as well, then maybe you can relay some information. Yeah. But yeah, I just think this was just a, an enlightening subject. Um, yeah. and, you know, maybe might encourage people, you know, if they also have to go and either study forensic uh, psychology or there might, there might be another subject <laughs> or even, Never. or even most importantly, uh, a real avenue or, you know, deemed society, real avenue that, you know, people with abilities could go into a field of work that's recognized yeah because i don't think the work that people doing you know like if you've got a psychic or a tarot card reader or energy worker you'll be like "Mm," you know but this has some sense of credibility attached to it which i think you'll go into something um as a vocation if you've Mm. done something like that Mm. you'll you'll definitely be probably listened to more or people will yeah, yeah. respect you a bit more you're really good at this it's got a natural knack for it (laughs) yeah Okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get talking again. I'm gonna shut up now. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. Bye.